0: in myself.
1: Good morning! Welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. We exist to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps toward Christ. Well, my name is Alan, and it is such a joy and honor to join with you on worship today. Today is a special day in the life of our church. Today we're celebrating our 60th anniversary as a local church, and we have a lot of exciting things that are going to happen this morning because of that. Recognize a few familiar faces in the congregation this morning. We've invited past pastors and staff members from Hebrew Baptist history to join us today, and we'll be recognizing them throughout the service. If you are one of those, thank you so much for joining today. This is going to be an exciting morning as we praise God for what He's been doing in our midst and what He has in store for our future. Well, if you're a guest with us today, welcome. This is a great Sunday to come, Uh, whether you're online or here in person. We're so glad that you are here. We'd love to get to know you, and one way that we can do that is through a connect card. If you're here in person, you can pull a connect card like this out from the seat in front of you. If you'll fill this out, this will let us know how we can be praying for you and serving you. After service, you can go through these central doors and turn left. You'll see there our next steps desk. You can turn the connect card in there. Someone will be happy to answer any questions that you may have there about our church, and we'd love to give you a free gift. So welcome to our guests. We're so glad that you're here. As always, we like to encourage worship through giving. This morning, if you are here in person, we're going to be passing the offering plates around, taking offering as we celebrate our 60th anniversary. If you prefer to give online, that's totally cool too. We have an online giving card in front of you, and the seat in front of you looks like this. You can take this card, you can scan that QR code with your phone, that'll take you to our online giving page. If you prefer, you can come into the office Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4.30, or Friday night to noon, or you can write into PO Box 92, Hebron, Kentucky 41048. Now, before I forget, this is very important, this cell phone was found out on one of the the desks out front. Is that yours? Okay, we have a winner. Congratulations. Awesome. All right, well, we're going to kick off our service with a prayer. Would you please join me in prayer? Good morning, Father. What an exciting day it is to come and worship you, and we just thank you for who you are. You are holy. You are awesome. You are kind. We have seen those attributes of you displayed for the last 60 years and more, and we thank you today, Lord, for each breath you've given to us, how you've provided for our daily needs, how you've provided the unbelievable good news of the gospel through Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of this local church, of Hebron Baptist Church. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and are doing and will do. As we think back over the last 60 years, we see your kindness and your faithfulness from generation to generation. We thank you, Lord, for the lives that you have impacted, who then could impact other lives, and then those lives impact other lives as time went forward. And we just take this moment now, Lord, so encouraged by your faithfulness and kindness. And we dedicate the future of this church to you. We, we offer our lives in this church once again to your will. You are the head of this church, and we surrender it all to you. We pray, Lord, not only this, this day for our church, but we pray for Redeeming Life Church, worshiping you today in Utah. Thank you for this local body of believers who we love and support. We pray for your blessings upon their pastors, Brian Katherman, Josiah Walker, and Robbie Shorn thank you for this congregation we pray that they would be encouraged this day by your faithfulness and kindness please use redeeming life church in a mighty way in utah Lord our hearts go up to you as we think about the ukraine russia conflict that continues we pray that you would move even in this dark circumstance God we pray that hearts would be open to you that people who've never heard of the good news would receive you as savior even in this dark time We we ask that you would bring peace. We ask that you bring wisdom to government leaders. We ask that you would protect uh, the people of Ukraine, that you provide for their daily needs. We pray for those who have experienced loss, that you would comfort them. And Father, we pray that you would be with believers, strengthen them, protect them, watch over your people now in Ukraine and in Russia. Closer to home, Lord, our our heart goes out to those dealing with heart concerns. Health concerns. We pray for Lloyd Branch recovering from heart surgery. Lord, we pray that you would sustain, Lord, that you would bless him with health. Please be with his wife, Barb, and daughter as they care for him. We pray for Ricky Van Cleve, who needs healing, Lord. Please touch him with your healing. And we pray for Chuck Reinhart with health concerns as well. Lord, please bring healing to all these people. Finally, Lord, we come to you with our greatest need, and that is that we are dead in our trespasses without you. Lord, we have all fallen short of your holy standards. Even this past week, we confess to you sins that we've committed. Please forgive us, Lord, for our pride, for our selfishness, for thinking of ourselves more than others, Lord, for not sharing the gospel when we could have. Forgive us for our lust. Forgive us for unhealthy habits. Please forgive us, Lord, for these and so many more sins that we deserve your judgment for. But instead of that, you've offered us The amazing good news of Jesus that he lived a perfect life where we have all failed and he died on the cross where we deserve to die He took your wrath and your just judgment upon his shoulders as he died on the cross And in doing that gives us the free offer the free gift of eternal life for all who will come and believe So Lord today we come and we put our trust in you Thank you for the good news of Jesus. Thank you that he broke the power of death as he rose from the grave we praise you today for who you are and what you've done in the life of our church. Please be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Good morning. We have gathered to, to worship the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God, the only God who is worthy of worship and praise. And this morning we do that by being called to worship by his word. We're going to read this responsively. So if you would please stand with me out of reverence for the Word of God. Hear the Word of the Lord. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a jubilant cry. For the Lord, the Most High, is awe-inspiring. A great King over the whole earth. He subdues people under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Selah. God ascends among shouts of joy, the Lord with the sound of trumpets. Sing praise to God, sing praise. Sing praise to our kings, sing praise. Sing a song of wisdom, for God is king of the whole earth. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples have assembled with the people of the God of Abraham, for the leaders of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Thanks be to God. Let's sing together. but I think as soon as we start singing the next song, you're going to stand. So let's just stay standing, okay?
3: 45 years, the Women on Mission group of our church has sponsored a Thanksgiving meal for an organization called BAYWAC. BAYWAC stands for the Boone Adult Work Activity Center, and they work with clients who are physically or mentally challenged.
4: My first contact with BAYWAC was going with Thelma Clifton to the Old Hebron School to serve lunch several times a month. Baywack used the school at that time, but they didn't have anyone to cook, and they were trying to find some ch- churches in this area who would cook lunch for the workers. We were told that we would, could use our church to cook and serve the whole group of Baywack workers on the Monday before Thanksgiving.
3: And the director has told us that every year when they get the new calendar, they put the date down on that Monday before Thanksgiving because they look forward to this meal all year long. As do we. Uh, A a
4: nice man who said it was his birthday and he would like to have a birthday cake, but we couldn't find any any, frosting, but we did get the cake made. He ate the whole thing, didn't give anybody any, and took the
3: rest home, so he liked it very much. My husband serves the drinks, and one year he told us about a fellow who drank 16 glasses of sweet tea. And the thing is, if they want 16 glasses of sweet tea, that's what they get. If they want four servings of turkey, that's what they get. We do everything we can to make them enjoy the day. After Belma and I discussed that
4: day uh, about who we had coming, that probably these, some of these people would not have a Thanksgiving meal. Well, it,
3: was, it wasn't too far off. And as much as the clients of Baywack enjoy that day, the members of our church who buy the food, who prepare the food, who serve the food, get much more out of it.
4: In closing, we want to thank all of those men, all the helpers we had, and I know that Velma would be wanting to thank all of you. I remember many of us agreeing that this effort we make each year
3: makes all of our own Thanksgiving even more meaning, meaningful. I know that each year when we do this dinner, it brings joy to my heart and it brings joy to all of those who participate because even though this is sponsored by the Women on Mission, it is a church-wide outreach.
4: We would welcome your help this year and hopefully it will be a year here And we will not have to sacrifice anything. So thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for helping us for so many years.
5: Amen. What a great ministry. You know, I saw saw that video, and I saw uh, Mason sitting there by the pies. Now, Gene is our pie man. Now, we know Gene is the pie man, make sure everything's cut up. I think his part of his job is to make sure Mason wasn't eating off that table, I think, maybe. I don't know about that. Well, hey, uh, what a great day so far. Uh, I'm so thankful to be a part of this. And uh, as you can see, I'm with the M&Ms uh, today, but actually, Mark Squared, uh, Mark, who, uh, Mark Whitaker, who is our pastor of music and worship, and then Mark Keith, who is pastor uh, here for 20... 12 and a half years he was our longest serving pastor other than gail gail i think gail cheated because he got two hits at it right so that's what we said uh, but uh, we know that uh, pastor mark and mark is going to bring the word being the longest tenured pastor he, he deserves to preach today amen and so uh, we just want to talk a little bit Up, mark would you just tell a little bit about some memories or just something that comes to your mind when you think of your ministry here at hebron baptist
6: Well, it was good to see those videos of Baywack, I remember those very well, that was a great ministry, it still is a great ministry this church is doing, Uh, but I have really good memories, Uh, I lost a son while I was up here, Uh, my son Jared, he was raised here and he stayed here, he wouldn't go with me, so uh, he really likes the area and I'm glad to have my son and his wife and children with us today, Uh, but I have good memories, I was barely 30 years old when I came to pastor in 84, I was fresh out of seminary, I still remembered everything and (laughs) <laughs> you know? But uh, a lot of good people here, a lot of good times. It's wonderful.
5: And Mark, now you kind of just your short, brief version of how you got here to and Baptist from intentionally kind of God was sending you on the mission field, but then br- bringing you here to be kind of our first missions pastor. Yeah, so um, the, the that pathway, just as, as brief as I can make it, we were, we were in the process for about two years. My wife and I uh, were in the process with the International Mission Board uh, to go overseas. Uh, this was uh, so I was on staff at a church before we came here um, And we went through all the way through the process We sold our house and all of our stuff moved in with my parents and my youngest son was born with a with a, a heart issue that Prevented us from being able to go and so uh, as we just sought the Lord, you know What w- you know sort of there was a reeling moment. Why God why? Um, the Lord just pressed on our hearts um, that uh, right now, you're not you're not going to go you're going to send and so we place it on our hearts to, uh, if we are if we can't take six, there's six of us, I've got my wife and four kids, uh, if we can't take six, then we'll send 60. So Amen. that's kind of been sort of God's call Amen. in our heart as we've come here uh, to now be moving into the mobilization uh, process. Amen. You know, one of the things that I do want to say now before I forget, uh, Mark is... Uh, This is one that we were talking before this this is behind the curtains a little bit Mark and I were saying how we're more nervous about this service than any other because it's abnormal And there's a lot of moving parts, but I give credit everything to mark uh, For coordinating all the music and different things and our 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 video and digital extraordinaire so I uh between him and and Marilyn, who I'm not supposed to give thanks to, have done everything uh, for this day. So I just show up to be pretty, and I, I have a hard time even doing that. But um, but I wanted to say thanks to Mark, and I'm not supposed to to Marilyn. And uh, but uh, but we're. Uh, but we uh, are thankful for Mark and his ministry, and you'll see here in a minute why we're thankful for that. Uh, Mark, y- you are now uh, the AMS for... Knox Baptist Association. Knox Baptist Association. In Knox County, Kentucky. There you go. And uh, But something we were talking about that was just really intriguing was... Uh, something that God has put kind of in the DNA of Hebrew Baptist Church. Tell us just briefly about how Hebrew Baptist and you were part of kind of some pioneering work out into Utah.
6: All right. In 1988, uh, there were several of us who had a burden for uh, the Northwest, Utah, and Idaho, and we went out on simultaneous revivals. There were pastors from Kentucky, Tennessee, and I think even one from Ohio— And out of that, uh, when we came back, I knew uh, Bill Marshall, who was then the executive director, was looking for a partnership for Kentucky. So I wrote him a letter. He invited us uh, that had gone on this uh, crusade to come down and talk with him. And then in 1989, he asked me to go on a probe with him. And in 1990, KBC adopted the uh, Utah-Idaho partnership. And uh, I think it ran either three years. It may have run a little bit longer, but... Uh, and then in 1991, uh, Northern Kentucky Baptist Association linked up with two associations in, uh, in Idaho. And uh, basically, Hebrew Baptist Church was the driving church behind that whole partnership. And I ended up going myself. Uh, out of the three, there were three of us who had been a part of the original probe that went out. Uh, we all ended up in, in Idaho or Utah one. And uh, Gail and I spent five years as North American Mission Board missionaries in in Utah and Idaho. I was their evangelism director for five years. And um, I've always heard if you play on the creek bank long enough, you're going to slide in. So we did.
5: Praise God. And I made a quick error. I said that you were our first missions pastor. Travis was the first missions pastor. And then we realized, if Travis is watching, we realized we didn't want to send him out to represent us to the rest of the world. So we changed that and gave that, ro- that role to Mark. And, uh, and so, Mark, uh, you came and established kind of a relationship we started. Really, this, this is how the Lord works Uh, through Redeeming Life Church to kind of just update us on like our ministry now that we had no clue about and how God's hand is, is that now we're still in Utah doing stuff. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, we we developed a relationship with uh, Redeeming Life Church, Pastor Brian Catherman, back when they were early on as a church plant. Uh, Things have kind of progressed significantly for them since then. The Lord's blessed their socks off. But by God's grace uh, and in his providence, uh, sort of another another movement of, of our people toward the West, um, we developed this partnership with, um, with Redeeming Life Church in Salt Lake. Now, um, it's been an incredible thing. Brian and I have come to become very, very close friends. Uh, we pray together almost weekly, um, and we talk a lot. We, we've actually got a team of people that we're training to get ready to go. Uh, we're going to be going for a week in July leading up to um, what they call their Pioneer Days, kind of a big uh, it's almost like they July 4th in Salt Lake. So um, we're really excited about that, being prayer for our team as they go. Um, I was able actually able to go up that way a few weeks ago to help out and lead in worship on a Sunday. And um, yeah, so um, the Lord has just blessed our song song. Well, I, I just think it's so cool as we were talking through this to see how God is orchestrating all things and that Hebrew Baptist has a has in its DNA Amen. Uh, Amen. the Great Commission and to send Amen. people out so that the world hears about Amen. Jesus. And with that in mind, we have a greeting from some of our, uh, our church family who's a little bit farther than Salt Lake City that wanted to greet us today.
1: Anniversary Hebrew
7: Baptist Church. Hey everyone, we love you guys. We miss you. Um, Hebrew Baptist Church has meant so much to us over the years. Um, Chris and I were married in that church. Um, the girls were born into Hebrew Baptist as as well as dedicated there, and um, and you all commissioned us to the mission field um, as our church family, as our home church. And we appreciate that so much.
6: And we are thankful for uh, Hebrews' dedication to missions. And uh, we look forward to seeing many other other people, other families sent out to the nation from Hebrew Baptist Church. So uh, from the Richard family, we say again, Happy, happy 60th anniversary! anniversary.
5: Well, before Brother Gary comes up to bless us this song, we're going to have an opportunity to give, to celebrate, and to honor the church in the 60th anniversary, a time for an offering. You can do so digitally if you uh, can't do that today, so you can do that. There's a QR code, but we're about to take the offering. So I'm going to pray for that, okay, as Gary comes. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the provisions and blessings you've given this church over the years. We are thankful, uh, Lord, for who you are and what you give, and we pray through your people uh, as they generously give today. You will bless them and their family for the gifts we receive in Jesus' name. Amen.
8: Why me? and the kindness you've shown lord help me jesus i've wasted it so help me jesus i I could try to repay all I've taken from you. Maybe, Lord, I could show someone else what I've been through myself on my way back to you. said it's so. all.
5: Celebrate together what God has done for us and encourage one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Would you stand your feet?
9: walk beside you, with you by our side. You will go before us, you will lead the way. We have found a refuge,
10: only you can say.
9: Sing with joy now, our God is for us. The Father's love is a strong and mighty us. Raise your voice now, no love is greater stand against us if our God is for us. Even when I stumble, even when I fall, even when I turn back, still your love is sure. You will not abandon, you will not forsake, you will cheer me onward with never ending with joy now, our God is for us. The Father's love is a strong and mighty fortress. Raise your voice now, no love is greater. Who can stand against us our God is for us?
5: This is good news, neither height nor depth can separate us. Let's sing it. Neither height nor death can
9: separate us Hell and death will not defeat us He who gave His Son to free us Holds me in His love You believe it? Sing it out! Neither height nor death can separate us Hell and death will not defeat us Son to free us holds me in His love See with joy now Our God is for us The Father's love
10: Is a strong and
9: mighty Fortress Raise your voice now No love is greater Who can stand against us If our
10: God is for us
9: joy now. Our God is for us. The Father's love is a strong and mighty for us. Praise your voice now. No love is greater. Who can stand against us if our God is
10: for us?
5: If God is for us. Who can be against us? Praise God, He is worthy and good, and has given us everything we need in hope and in righteousness. Let's continue to sing together of our hope in Christ. To sing this, one. what is our
9: hope? hope in life and death? Christ
10: alone.
9: Souls to him belong, who holds our days within his hands. What comes apart from his command, and what will keep us to the end? The love of Christ in. Who holds the faith when tears arise? Who stands above the stormy trial? Who sends the waves that bring us nigh unto the shore, the rock of Christ? Oh, sing hallelujah! Our hope springs eternal. Hallelujah, now and ever we confess Christ
11: our hope in life and death.
9: This is what we should sing every day. Unto the grave, what will we sing? Here it is, Christ he lives, yeah, Christ he lives. What reward will heaven bring everlasting life with him. amen. There we will rise to meet the Lord, and death it will be. our hope in life and death. Amen.
5: Amen. You may be seated.
11: was when we had vacation Bible school or Sunday school or church we had to go and set up chairs for the services and we had a few rooms for the children to have um, Sunday school but the adults met in the four corners of the auditorium and that's where we had our Sunday school. We had um, a choir It was small, but we did have a choir. We had Vacation Bible School. But one thing, when you're in a mission setting and running a building, you have to carry everything home. So if you taught a child's class after church, you had to pack up all your stuff in a box. And a lot of times we just kept it in our trucks of our car or carried it back and forth. So it was... um, a little bit of work setting up for our services because it had to be taken down every day. We had vacation Bible school and of course, we couldn't have all the fancy things that we have today, but we did, the children learned about Jesus loving them and uh, we taught them about missions and Bible stories. And so uh, one thing I learned from that is that you don't have to have everything special. You don't. Have, you can just teach them the love of God and stories from the Bible, and teach them that Jesus loves them. And that's what we tried to do.
12: We, had, well, we borrowed money to uh, buy the property. I guess I was we borrowed it up three. I think about three times we borrowed money from the Hebrew Bank, and uh, to be able to buy the property. To, go in the basement and in the extra to build a parking lot and so on like that. So Hebron, we had about three loans from him, and when he got told um, about another $120,000 to, to build the church, they, you know, they, they thought, well, they didn't want to go another $100,000 with us under one of the deacons that was on the committee, the building committee. He said, well, son, you have locked our doors. I said, what do you mean? said, there ain't no way we can pay $122,000 for this as you. We must have thrown the keys away. You had unlocked our door. So he chewed me out big time <laughs> for borrowing $122,000. But anyway, uh, we never missed the payments for the house or uh, the building. My
11: dad and I would go up on Sunday morning and set the chairs up for church and take them down on Sunday night. That was my first job. <laughs> so. He helped me do that. Our Bible schools were full. We would take our cars, and we didn't have to have seatbelts, so you piled everybody you could in your car, took them to Bible school. It was a 9 to 12 in the daytime for eight days. And it was quite an experience, I think, for uh, our children to be there with the activities, their friends, friends, they bring their
8: school friends, so that was a blessing to the community then. Also, uh, I visited, uh, I'd say four decades, uh, Carl Pepper and Cleveland uh, Giles, and during that period of time, we've been turned away uh, twice, but I, which I thought was a good record. That we have spent together uh, was glorious, and I can give all the praise to
9: the Lord.
5: Amen. Thankful for God and His faithfulness, right? Amen. I saw a sneak peek, and I looked back, and Sally saw it too. I saw in the background a really ru- young Ronnie Burcham back there. Did y'all see that in the picture? Well, I just want to do something real quick. I meant to do it earlier, and I forgot. But what I want to do something is, um, if you have, if you are currently or have been a member of Hebrew Baptist Church, will you stand up? Just stay, stay standing. So stay standing. So some of you, okay, if you're a member now. And have ever been a member of Hebrew Baptist Church? Stand up now. Okay, there you go. I think we got everybody. Okay, now what I'm going to do? Is stay standing, just for a second. What I want to do is, if you have, uh, if you have been a member of Hebrew Baptist Church for ten years or less, sit down. Okay. Now, if it has been twenty years or less, sit down. 30 years or less, sit down 40 years or less, sit down 50 years or less, sit down Okay, less than 60 years Less than 60 years If you're a charter member, you should be standing up Maybe brother, uh, yeah, brother Ken is over there. Is not standing up Raise your hand up, Ken All right So we have our four charter members here, so let's give them a round of applause, right? So we want to kind of, we're speeding up through the timeline a little bit. Uh, Here we have uh, Tony Pursley, who was the uh, music pastor here from, I I missed the screen, y'all still have the screen up there? 2001 to 2005. And Dr. Sean Edwards, who is uh, the pastor here from, do you remember? I'm waiting on you. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for a cheat sheet up two there. Th- there was not two, one. 2005 <laughs> to 2012. Two th- <laughs> say again?
13: 2005 to 2011. <laughs> 2005
5: to 2011. So my first important question that I want to say uh, to Dr. Edwards, how great is it to be a Sean, first of all?
1: <laughs> well...
13: Again, uh, I'm going to yield to you, sir. Okay. You're the and, pastor. And <laughs> we can
5: have a convention afterward. We're going to meet afterwards about talking about the people who spell Sean the wrong way. Yeah, we right? pray for them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We we'll pray for those people, <laughs> pagans. Yeah, it's, it's a mission that field. That. You know, that's really right. A... <laughs> so I do want to say something funny that I told them that, that I'd say. So when, uh, when I first got to Hebrew Baptist, I didn't have glasses. So my picture on the wall down there has no glasses. Then I started wearing glasses, and all of Isabella's life, pretty much, uh, I had glasses. So when she walks down that hallway, she points to Dr. Edwards' picture and says, Daddy.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but anyways, okay, got to get moving on here about some serious stuff. Well, uh, Tony uh, served during the transition time when the church was First moving, time. yeah, it was coming from the old building to the new building. Yep. And then Dr. Edwards came when, when you, we were in the new building. So I just wanted to kind of represent kind of some differences in the life of the church when that happened. So just tell me, like, one of the memories or something that just sticks out about you at your time of Hebron and that time of sure. of change. Sure. Um, I
2: think, actually, my favorite memory was that in-between time. I don't know if that's true uh, of anyone else. When we weren't sure at first if we were going to actually build a building. There was some talk about we could maybe transport the building over to to the land, and uh, quickly decided that's not a good idea. Some nervousness about whether or not the association, the the, uh, the negotiations with the airport were going to go in our favor, um, but but then that all worked out, and and they gave us a temporary space at a no longer used post office on site. So, I think just seeing all of all of the members kind of coming together. Uh, doing some grunt work and putting up some temporary walls framed walls not all the way up to the ceiling but framed walls uh, and, and that, that time I think at the post office was just a really special time um, we were glad to get out I think once we moved in here uh, but just uh, it, it, there was a sort of a sense of this is an adventure uh, we actually saw uh, the Lord send us new members while we were in that temporary space And uh, just the way that everybody loved one another and and cared for one another through that time, I think was really special.
5: And I just look back on that time with a lot of fondness. And Dr. Edwards, you came in your ministry. The church was having three services, and God was blessed in a lot of ways. So what was your, your memory of your ministry and kind of that time of growth here at Hebrew Baptist Church? First off, I want to echo what you said a moment ago.
13: Those of you who've labored hard behind the scenes have done an incredible job. Thank you for this planning and preparation for this service. Well done. Um, God was, as you said, blessed. As God was good to us during that time, God provided the volunteers to help pull that off because we couldn't have done it otherwise. That that, those were people here who were called of God who felt that this is what God wanted them to do. They bought into God's vision and they helped it work and uh, to God be the glory on that. We had again some incredible volunteers and staff that helped in fulfilling that.
5: Now Tony you are where serving now?
2: I'm serving in Independence, Missouri at Sycamore Hills Baptist Church. Okay. Okay.
5: And they got to come in and see your parents or your wife's parents? My parents. Your parents. And, and grandkids got to see grandparents That's while right. they were in. So, and you are serving now where, Dr. Edwards? In
13: uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I'm an associational mission strategist
5: for the Lincoln Association of Baptists. All right. So you're blessing many, many churches there. Just one other thing, just any memory that comes to mind or anything that comes with your time here at Hebron Baptist?
2: I, m- mine always goes back, I think, to the people. And um, just you don't always stay informed about everything so so when news comes that, that certain people that that you knew and loved pass away for instance and I see many sitting here without their significant other today um, just just that that grief that you feel um, I, I, I think the people are or what make ministry ministry mm-hmm. um, I love I love having a facility that's nice uh, but if you don't have people who love the Lord and want to serve and, and love one another, uh, then it's really, it's not really anything. Uh, so my my memory really is just that. Uh, the, the Mondays, uh, going on visitation with Ken Broughton and, and some of the others, um, that was just a really, really sweet time.
5: Dr. Edward, same to you. I, I
13: think some uh, there's a lot of memories, but the ones that stand out, uh, as I saw in the video as well, uh, this church uh, had a phenomenal vacation Bible school. I mean, they, they really rocked it on vacation Bible school. There was a, a strong love that they had for the children, and it showed. And those were some great, great times, great memories, like exciting times, the Penny Wars and all that. They. Uh, those who worked behind the scenes on that did a great job. And then the, the preschool ministry that was going on here back in the, those days. And I always enjoyed hearing the little patter of feet downstairs mm-hmm. and then looking out the window. And they would have these animal, you know, petting zoos mm-hmm. and stuff. And that it was great. But uh, the love that the, this church had for, for children was phenomenal. It really was. Amen.
5: This uh, church has truly impacted generations of kids really not even those that come to church here but in this community can look back to coming to either the preschool or to the bible school here so what a great impact this ministry is well thank you guys for your ministry here we're going to transition and with the ams two ams is here we actually have a greeting from the big guy todd gray uh president uh uh, C, uh well what is he uh Executive Executive Director. Thank you. I almost called him the CEO, but he's not. Executive Director of Kentucky Baptist Baptist Convention. Uh, We were awarded this this year back in 2021. Hebron Baptist Church in its 60 years to last year has given over a million dollars to the cooperative program that it goes to North American Mission Board. Uh, international mission board support missionaries home and abroad and to seminaries and so god has truly blessed through the people and generosity of hebron baptist church so we want to applaud that and now a special message from dr todd gray
14: congratulations pastor sean and hebron baptist church on your 60th church anniversary For 60 years, the gospel of Jesus Christ has been preached from the pulpit of this congregation. For 60 years, you've been reaching into your community with the gospel. 60 years of reaching families and individuals and discipling them into faithful obedience to the Lord. As you're celebrating today, let me mention some things that will encourage your congregation. In the past 42 years... 455 people have been baptized through the ministry of Hebron Baptist Church. This would be a great time to pause and clap and praise the Lord for that incredible, incredible work. In the past 42 years, 708 additional people have made Hebron Baptist Church their church home. But listen to this. Since 1961, Hebron Baptist has been funding ministry and missions through the cooperative program. That means you're funding missionaries, you're funding seminaries. You're funding church planting all over North America. Since 1961, Hebron Baptist has sent more than $1,029,394.82 to fund ministry and missions at home and around the world. Congratulations on 60 years of ministry. May the best days of Hebron Baptist be out in front of them. (music)
10: Thank <music> you.
15: When we walk through life's darkest valleys, we will look back at all you have done, and we will shout, our God is good and he is good.
8: The day you saved me, the day I heard you call out my name, you said you loved me, would never leave
6: for sound (laughs) I want to thank you for being a part of mine and my family's life as I watched Shirley Clayton give the history of the church I remember she was on the pulpit committee that uh, brought my family here and um, I don't know if you know it or not but Shirley makes some of the best strawberry freeze you've ever eaten spoiled my family with that but it's good to be back some of your faces I remember Uh, some of you are brand new to me and that's the way it should be a growing church ought to be filled with faces you don't always know well we've come full circle um, I retired about three years ago and found out preachers really never retire you just get recycled when you can do nothing else and I'm not saying this about Sean but when you can do nothing else God makes you a uh, AMS and uh, so we have come full circle I live in Gail and I live in London Kentucky I'm the director of missions in the association I began my ministry in. And um, it's not the same association, but uh, we, we had been gone over 40 years. So it's really good to touch bases with some of the, uh, the people that I had not known before. So it's good to be home, and it's good to be home here. And I want to thank uh, Brother Sean, and I want to thank the church for inviting me to be a part of this. You know, you was asking for some stories about uh, when, when uh, like Sean pastored here and I pastored here, and uh, I like humor, so I was remembering a humorous story. Uh, I don't know if you remember Terry McCain or not, but I was baptizing Terry McCain. Terry McCain is taller than me, and I thought I was going to have trouble in the baptistry, and so I told Terry, I said, "Terry, would you help me out? And uh, when I take you down under the water, would you bend your knees?" And he did. And i like to never got him back up i wrestled him like an alligator his feet came up over the baptistry and and the whole church was cracking up and i thought never again will i ever ask somebody to bend their knees <laughs> a lot of other humorous things happen but i don't want to take all of that time you know we are we are looking at a time in the life of our nation where Uh, we are remembering it's going to be called it's called Memorial Day that's coming up and you know from time to time we do need to stop and remember uh, what God has done you know in uh, during the war between the states this was on the mind of President Abraham Lincoln and on November the 19th 1863 he was making his way to the Pennsylvania battlefield at Gettysburg he was wondering whether he would still be a president in a few years of the United States of America. The country was on the brink of, of self-destruction, and the ceremony that afternoon was to dedicate to the memory of those who had uh, fought the three-day battle of Gettysburg the July previous. And Lincoln's remarks uh, provided the, uh, the seedbed for what would later become Memorial Day, and we all know the, uh, the Gettysburg Address. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty, and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, he began. And in two minutes, he concluded, and he said, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here, referring to the soldiers who sacrificed their lives. You know, the earth may not remember what Hebron Baptist Church has done, but eternity will. And there's coming a day when we will stand before the throne of God, and I'm so proud that this church has given over a million dollars to missions giving. But there will come a day when we will stand in glory, and I believe that we will have an awards ceremony. The Bible says that we're going to be given rewards for how we serve the Lord. And I believe that only eternity is going to tell the influence of a church or of a person and it's going to be exciting so if you would turn with me this morning to Joshua chapter 3 I want to look at when when Israel had crossed over into the promised land and uh, they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and uh, after they had crossed over dry shod the Lord instructed Joshua uh, while the priests are still standing in the middle of the river I want you to send a man from each tribe and get a stone and bring it on the other side of the Jordan, and uh, we're going to build a memorial. So beginning in chapter 3, verse 15, it says, And as they that bear the ark were come to Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, That is, beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the Sea of the Plain, even the Salt Sea failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying... "...take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe of man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's foot stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. And Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of man." And Joshua said unto them, "'Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God "'into the midst of Jordan, "'and take you up every man a stone upon his shoulder, "'according unto the number of the tribes "'of the children of Israel, "'that this may be a sign among you, "'that when your children ask their fathers "'in time to come, saying, "'What mean ye by these stones? "'Then ye shall answer them "'that the waters of Jordan were cut off "'before the ark of the covenant of the Lord,' When it passed over Jordan, and the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be there for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Let's pray together. Lord, we are standing here this morning on the shoulders of many that have gone before, of faithful pastors, of faithful deacons, of faithful uh, folks who sat in the pews, who gave of their time and their talents, and, and they taught and they worked, Lord, and they gave of their money for this day to be possible And we want to remember them, and we want to remember uh, the great things that you have done for this church, Lord. I praise your mighty name today, and I ask that you would bless us as we celebrate today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, by putting the stones there, what God had done, he wanted them to remember their past. And I believe that more than ever today, we need to remember our past. Now, our past is not always uh, the guide to our future, but many times as we look back to the wonderful things God has done, it is a guide to the future. You know, the Lord said, I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, and the the Hebrew word for memorial is to remember. I've never been to Washington, D.C., but I'm told that there are many of our war memorials in Washington, D.C., not long ago, they completed the World War II Memorial. I don't know what took them so long because most of our veterans are, are gone or will soon be gone. But they're giving them special tours of this uh, memorial. We have the Vietnam Memorial. We have the, all, the, all the great moments of our country's life. You know, one of the reasons for memorials is that we have a tendency to forget. Not only are we coming up on Memorial Day in about a week or two, but we're coming up on the celebration of D-Day in June of 1944, when 18-year-old boys stormed the beaches of Normandy, not knowing whether they would survive that day or not. And I look at the 18-years-old of then, and I'm not trying to be critical or negative in any way, but I think about the 18-year-old boys today. And there's a lot of good 18-year-olds, I want to say that, but what a difference. You know, God had performed a lot of miracles for His people and, and God wanted them to remember what He had done. You know, we need, to, we need to remember what God has done in our nation and in our churches. And I believe that God would have us to, to claim a spiritual marker. If you've ever had experiencing God with Henry Blackaby, he talks about looking at your spiritual markers. You know, there was that time that God called you to come to Jesus. There was that time after you came to Jesus that God called you to service, Or there may be that special place that God calls you to serve in. And God was telling Israel, I want you to look back at these special markers and I don't want you to ever forget what I have done. God has done a great work in Hebron Baptist Church. God has done a good work. And I'm so thankful for the... For the, the progress that I've seen here and the memories that I have of the people here and then God wants, to know, wants us to know who we are, he wants us to remember that we are his people and God is faithful, if anything I have learned over the years in the ministry, God is a faithful God and God is an on time God now he's not always on my time but he's always on time and there's sometimes I remind him, now Lord, I, I really need you to do this today But you know, God is never late. I'm reminded of the disciples in the boat when they're fighting the the battle of the storm and they're beginning to wonder, where is he? You know, he feeds 5,000 people and he feeds people who are total strangers and where is he? We're about to go under. We're having a hard time. Have you ever been there? Man, I've been there. God, where are you? It's time for you to show up. Matter of fact, God, it's past time for you to show up. And then Jesus comes walking on the water doing only what Jesus can do. And that passage always gives me a little chuckle because they think it's a ghost or they think it's a spirit. And if you stop and think about it, who else but Jesus could walk on water? They should have known immediately when they saw Jesus walking on the water that it was Jesus. As with all the memorials in the Old Testament, the intention of the memorial was to provoke a questioning especially from future generations you know christianity is never more than one generation away from failure and we're seeing that today if you look at the statistics And I I will briefly just share with you very quickly, but my parents' generation was the builder generation. They won the war. They, They saved democracy for America. They came home, and they built great things. They built retirement. We didn't have retirement until they came home and established retirement. They built great buildings. They built great safety nets. And then I'm part of the boomer generation that was born after the war. And then there comes the other generations. But the builder generation, there was a large percentage that knew the Lord. The boomers, it kept going down. And each successive generation, it has slid further and further down. So the current generation, as far as I know, only 15% profess to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we are losing the generations. And this is why we need to remember. You know... As I was thinking about the history of Hebron Baptist Church, I was thinking, you know, in 61, I was about eight years old. I'm 68 now. I don't I know I don't look it, but I'm 68. And I thought, you know, I was just about eight years old when this church was started by some people that had a burden from the Lord to begin a new work in this area. But in, you know, 1962, prayer in schools was declared illegal. In 1963 they stopped Bible reading in 1980 they began to take down the Ten Commandments and now they're working on one nation under God you know according to statistics tells us that uh, there are about 320,000 churches in the United States that belong to Christianity and every one of these churches should be a shining light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ as you celebrate 60 years today The last church I pastored was in Elkton Kentucky and Elkton was begun in 1825 in three years they will celebrate their 200 year anniversary and I told them I said I don't plan to stay that long but when you celebrate you call me if I'm living God hasn't called me home and I'm able to come I want to come and celebrate your 200 years of service to the Lord Jesus Christ and I looked into the history of this church and it's got a wonderful history. It, it was a Southern Baptist church before the Southern Baptist Convention. You know, Southern Baptists didn't come into existence until 1845. 1825 has got them beat. But I read in the history of the church that in 1919, Mordecai Ham came through Elkton, Kentucky, and preached a revival in Elkton Baptist Church. There were 19 people saved. If you know anything about Mordecai Ham, he was the evangelist that led Billy Graham to the Lord. And as I thought about that, I thought, look at the shoulders we are standing on today of the men who have gone before us. Isn't it amazing? You're standing on the shoulders of many who have gone before. And I hope that if Jesus tarries 60 years from now, there will be a greater church here and a bigger church here and a bigger building than is here. And they will say, we're standing on the shoulders of those people that celebrate their 60th anniversary. Well, God wants us to remember so that we remember how to live. You know, as we look back at these monumental occasions that stand out in time, that God has changed our directions and giving us new hope and a a new sense of purpose, a time when by an act of bold faith we've abandoned ourselves to God and step out into the unknown to take a new territory for Him. By the way, how many of y'all have ever read the prayer of Jabez? Anybody ever read the prayer of Jabez? Don't pray it. Don't pray it. I had just finished the prayer of Jabez several years ago when it was very popular, and I prayed the prayer of Jabez. And I ended up in Utah and Idaho. And I have been afraid to pray that prayer since then because the only bigger territory in the U.S. is Alaska, and I kind of like it here. But I remember praying that prayer, and God answered that prayer quickly and placed me somewhere where I never thought I would ever be. But you know, when you walk with God, you find yourself many times in places that you never thought you would ever be. And it's good to follow Him. You know, in experiencing God, one of the seven realities is you can't stay where you are and go with God. The stones of Jordan marked the movements of God among the people. They were a testimony to the willingness of peoples who would leave what they had known in order to go with God to face The challenges and I want to challenge you this morning as God puts challenges before you step boldly through that door and go I am so thrilled to hear that you are helping to plant new work in Salt Lake City Utah let me tell you something about Salt Lake When we lived there, I used to read the Salt Lake Daily Paper, and I remember reading back in about 2007, 2008, and these were some of the prognosticators of that area. They said that within 20 years of the time that I had read that article, that uh, Salt Lake City would be no more Mormon than any other city in the United States of America. Guess what's happening? God is sending people out there. God is planting churches out there. They're hearing the gospel, and guess what? Mormons are winnable, but you've got to take your time with them. They are open to the gospel. They are ready to hear tell you something else about Mormons. they may not they may not just jump all around when you start talking about and try to witness to them but they go home at night and get on their computers and they start searching for the questions they have in the privacy of their own home we also found out that the Mormon missionaries coming home from their two-year mission trip were the most open to the gospel of anyone within Mormonism you know why they had been told this was going to be their Mecca this was going to be their high point of their life they're faced with a lot of challenges when they leave Utah they're, ch- they're, f- they're faced with a lot of questions that they don't know how to answer and they come home with questions on their mind in the church that we helped plant we had a young man that was a a Mormon bishop's son he went on a Mormon mission trip when he was a, a young man and he said that uh, someone had planted a gospel verse in his mind took few years to bear fruit but several years later, after he come home, he was gloriously saved and converted to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I remember asking him, his name was Keith Dodds, and I said, "Keith, your dad's a Mormon bishop. Does he accept you?" He said, "No, to this day he does not accept me." But he shared with me how that on his journey, his m- mission trip, someone planted a verse of scripture in his mind that bore fruit. "The Word of God is powerful. It is powerful to divide us under the, the very bone marrow of our bodies. And he came home and gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you as a church to be faithful to plant churches wherever God puts you. And there are no off-limit signs. God will use you. And as God opens these doors, let me encourage you to faithfully step through them. Thank you for letting me be a part of this day. And uh, I, I look back and I thank you for the years that you gave me to be your pastor. Thank you and God bless you.
5: for that word. The word is indeed powerful because it is the word of Jesus Christ, and we um, are encouraged by it and strengthened by Christ. Would you stand to your feet, and let's declare together our hope in Christ alone. Don't get scared, I'm not preaching again, okay? I just had too many things that I needed to lay down something on. Everybody's like, oh no, another preacher. (laughs) Well, friends, we have had a a wonderful time really just honoring God and what he has done. December 3rd, 1961, the Lord saw fit to put a gospel outpost here in Hebron. We're thankful for Sand Run Baptist Church and the vision that that congregation had to see that there was a need. And one of the things that we as at Hebron want to do is to build on what the Lord has given us uh, to take responsibility for and that we want to just carry on the same mission. Uh, the verse that we have used to, to say this or to, to kind of point us forward is this. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Now that is a great commission, to go, to tell the world about Jesus, to see God bring people to Christ, to, for other brothers and sisters, to raise them up into maturity of faith, to preach the gospel, be centered on the gospel. We're people of the gospel. And we have a vision to continue what God started in planting this church 60 years ago, uh, to continue that in five to seven years we plant or replant a church as, as a, in the, either in, in northern Kentucky somewhere. Because we believe that the Great Commission doesn't come to a church and stop. It comes to a church and continues on through its people and through a vision of the Great Commission. And so we're thankful for what God's doing here at Hebron now and will in the future, uh, brothers. We uh, to build on what you all have built on to preach the word. I'm thankful uh, to be able to follow you all in that example to hold fast to the word of God, and to see what God is doing in the life of Hebron Baptist Church. That when we presented D groups, that people would get together and and with two other people to just dive in the word and hold each other accountable that 50 people said i want to do that and men and women uh, from young age to old age gather around and reading the bible praying together what a faithfulness to god's work here to see what god is doing that we see that God to uh, plan out even more life groups in the fall to see more communities of faith meeting within homes and and sharing uh, life together and preaching the word to one another. That we've been faithful to the gospel of every home, the one that started through KBC, but. Th- members of this church we've had teams going out almost every sunday for the for the last year or so we had someone who's going to be baptized next week because someone went and hung a, a information on their door and uh, we're thankful for what god's doing that uh, this year we're going to have mission trips to salt lake city in london and we're going to continue that on and then next year to argentina that god is going to continue the work of what he's doing here And we look for God to raise up pastors and missionaries and disciples to impact the world. Some of our kids, uh, some of the people here in the pew, God has great many things in store for us. So so I would just say this, uh, those of you who are guests today, you've kind of seen a snapshot of 60 years. Join us for the next 60. We want to help you take your next step in Christ. We say that because we know that someone who doesn't know Christ needs to trust in Christ. And somebody who's trusted in Christ, we know that we all could say we've maybe sat on the bench or we've never taken our faith seriously and we want to help you. Whether you're a Christian for a year or 20 years or 40 years, if you've never shared the gospel, we'll help you do that. If you've never learned how to read your Bible or get a disciple someone, we want to help you do that. If you've never been on a mission trip, we want you to be able to do that. We'll help you do that. But the ministry of Hebrew Baptist Church is centered on the gospel, going to take the Great Commission seriously and take the name of Jesus to the ends of the earth. So join us. If you're not part of a church family, we encourage you to be part of our church family. If you haven't been a member of Hebrew Baptist Church or maybe was a member of the Baptist Church and, and have gone somewhere else, and maybe because of COVID you're not faithful in a church, come join us because God has a place for you to be a part of this family of faith. We are thankful for the faithfulness of many people, of their time, sacrifice, faithfulness in giving, faithfulness in sharing the gospel, faithful of te- teaching kids and others about Jesus. And we want to continue that. And we want to continue that well into the future. I want to take a quick thing before I'm going to bring up uh, Dr. Edwards. I'm going to take a few announcements quickly uh, before we go. I'm going to let Dr. Edwards close us out with a prayer. But first of all, if you're a guest, we hope that you feel welcome today. and uh, you do fill out your Connect card, go to the Next Steps table, which is through the double doors. And to the left, someone will be there to greet you. We'll have a gift for, for you. Uh, If this is your first time with us and you get to know us we want to get to know you and uh, you get to know us more so make sure you do that Uh, we talked about bible school bible school is still we're still uh, having between 150 to 200 kids come to our bible school even post-covid and so we need your help so we need about uh, 10 more gods to help walk around kids so that's coming up uh, at the end of june if you want to stop by to learn more about that christy reed will be love to talk to you about that so do that before you leave Uh, um we are in a time, so we would invite you normally, if you're a guest, to be part of our, our life groups. Our on-campus life groups will continue on through the summer, but most of our off-campus groups, if not all of our on-campus, uh, off-campus life groups, will be pausing for the summer. But we hope that you would look to be a part of a community, uh, a small group that you can live life together with someone and then D groups we know that those have been launched and will launch again in the fall uh, some of them are going to meet on and off through the summer and some of them are going to meet every week and so we're thankful for what God is doing in there if you're interested in a D group uh, you can talk to Heidi Browning she can tell you how more that you can uh, jump into that in the fall and on your way out to commemorate the, d- the day each family so each family not each person but each family is going to be able to receive two gifts uh you won't be able to see it from where you're sitting that it's too small but the uh, uh, greeters will have it's an ornament with the church logo we were started in December uh, of 61 so we thought of a great way to commemorate that as a Christmas ornament so you'll get one of those as you leave as well as a magnet that you can put I know in my house a lot of wonderful pictures made throughout the week we have to put one with magnets uh, that you'll have uh, for the church to commemorate the day today and those of you who have uh, uh, are going to be a part of our meal following you see we're we're hoping the wind is drying things out out there but we uh, the tents kept things well for us out there i uh, we hope that you come and to join us for that uh, but if you need assistance Uh, carrying your plate because the food's going to be right here under the portico and then you're going to walk over to the tent if you're kind of concerned about that one of our deacons would be glad to help uh, carry that over for you and help you if you need help with that uh, and one last thing, I'm going to invite all of the former staff, everyone who's taken part. Uh, Rowena Moore, who served and played the, the organ today, she was a uh, choir director for us. And, and, and I know Steve was an interim choir director for us for many years. So there's a lot of people. If you're a staff member, former staff member, we'd like to take a picture before we go over to eat, uh, before we go. So that was my last announcement. So that wasn't too painful, right? Okay. Well, Brother Edwards, would you come and pray for us as we leave? Huh? Yeah? Brother Kuiper sends, sends greetings. Yes. So there's only four of us pastors who are living. Uh, Brother Kuyper and Brother brother keith brother edwards and 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 me and brother kuyper was he and his wife weren't well enough to make the trip and so we want to remember him and we're thankful that he's thinking about us and wishing he was here so we're we're grateful for him so brother edwards would you pray for our day and for the the meal as we go Your daughter here.
13: i was going to take off my glasses and Let's talk with God. Father, we thank you, and we praise you, Lord, for the opportunity that you've given to, to Hebrew Baptist for 60 plus years. Thank you, Father, for those who had the vision, the determination to respond to your call, to Lord see that vision fulfilled. We thank you, Father, that many have carried on that vision. You have used this church to send out missionaries to send out full-time, Ministers, over the years, thank you for those blessings. You have used church, Father, to reach the community to be a beacon of hope and light. Father, to change lives for eternity. Hear the hearts of these who have come this day. Hear their hearts and their prayers as they draw near to you. We pray, Father, for the pastor and the staff that you continue to give them encouragement as they continue on the labor that you've given and called them. Now bless this Father, with a time of food and fellowship as we go forth now. To you be the glory forevermore, and bless the hands who prepared it. And God, thank you very much for those who've labored and loved behind the scenes to make this celebration so reverent for you. Christ's name.
7: Oh, I've heard a thousand stories
10: of what they think you're like, but I.